Hello listeners and fellow San Jose family. In light of recent events, we wanted to do a brief PSA regarding gun violence. This past Wednesday, May 26th, an armed gunman entered the Younger Light Rail Station and opened fire on VTA employees. Nine San Jose civilians were killed. According to CNN, this tragic event marks the 232nd mass shooting in America this year. According to the CDC, 2,945 Californians died by firearms in 2019 alone. We are using our platform to raise awareness about the gun violence that is currently plaguing our country. Please urge our legislators to address these issues by passing laws in support of stricter gun control. If you would like to support the families of the victims, please visit the Working Partnerships USA website at wpusa.org to donate. This is another episode of San Jose, the podcast where we discuss hauntings, urban legends, and everything spooky-ooky in San Jose. This is your co-host, Carmen Sanchez. And I'm Manuel Avalos. And this week, what are we talking about, Carmen? Ooh. Okay, so this week we're covering Pacheco Pass, Ooga Booga, a.k.a. Robber's Pass, a.k.a. Bloody Alley. And did you know that this road was famously haunted before looking into this podcast or like researching for this podcast no but tell me more personally i drive up and down like highway 52 pacheco pass all the time because right now i live in arizona and when i on my way home i always have to pass on pacheco pass or drive on pacheco pass and it's generally the scariest thing i ever have to do because um I live kind of, I live in Morgan Hill, so on my drive home, that's either the first, or on my, on my drive to Arizona, that's either the first thing I do in the morning, or when I drive from Arizona to California, that's the last, like, part of my drive. So, I never really get to see the road in the daytime, or in the, when it's sunny, because I'm generally leaving super early in the morning, so it's all foggy and decrepit and, like, dark. Oh, no. Or at night, where it's foggy and decrepit and dark. <laughs> so, um, I, like I said, I've just never really passed on this part of the, like, stretch of the freeway when it's daylight. And story time. So, it, like I said, it's really, it's a really scary road to drive on. Uh, especially at night, especially when the conditions are horrible. And that is true, especially this one personal story that I have. I was driving home from San San Diego at that point um, with my friend Brian. And as we were driving on Pacheco Pass, 
I'm like super scared because it's windy. I'm super scared because it's dark. I'm super scared because it's like one of the first times I'm driving home from college. And we see in the oncoming traffic a guy flip his car. And oh then gosh. I slow down because I'm super scared. Then I see the man, like the car is upside down, and I see the man get out of his car and stand up and kind of like put his hands in the air as if like, I made it, like I'm alive. But yeah, so luckily he survived and I and he was the only one in the car, I remember, because I, even in my head still to this day, I can see in slow motion the car just flip and land upside down and like the tires are up and I'm just like oh my god no way and I'm like did you see that and I honestly think that Brian was not looking <laughs> so I don't know I'll have to ask him again but it was probably one of the scariest things I've encountered while driving um but we can get into some other scary things that people have encountered but first, let's go ahead and go to history and background. I decided to keep the history a little short because um, there's, I mean, there's quite a bit, but there's a lot of legend stuff we gotta cover. So, the brief history of Pacheco Pass is, um, of course. It, with all of these different legends and places we've talked about, there's always history before, um, there's always history with that place before European, American, Mexican colonization and settlement. So the area that Pacheco Pass stands on now is actually the ancestral land of the Ausamus people. So they've been navigating this route actually before even Americans slash Mexicans slash Spaniards. So. I thought that was kind of cool that it's always been used as a pass to traverse. Um, according to the book Haunted Houses of California by Antoinette May uh, from 1990, Pacheco Pass is named after the Francisco Pacheco family who received this land in 1843 from the Mexican government as a 150,000 acre grant. Um, so if you're not familiar with history, around this time period, the Mexican federal government was giving out a ton of land grants to different uh, families. Um, especially here in, in like Northern California, or what is now Northern California. Don Francisco, who was the patriarch of the family, was a gun carriage maker who is believed to have been basically used by the Mexican government to deter the local Native Americans, who had actually at this time just been recently freed from slavery at the missions, from rising against the settlers who were, not surprisingly, still taking up their land and resources. So I thought that was a really, I mean, it, obviously is dark and malicious, but I thought it was a really interesting political play. Um, I don't think I even considered that as a possibility for a like, use of like the Mexican land grants, but I mean, people are gonna be awful. As always, racism is the scariest part of the podcast, and people were just really afraid of Native, Native Americans standing up for their own land. Um, uh, that's that's just a theory, but I I can see it. I could totally see it being real. Pacheco Pass and 
you know, oh, actually, nope, I'm gonna skip that. During the 1800s, the local indigenous peoples apparently actually called this road the Trail of Tears, and I want to emphasize that this shouldn't be confused with the more commonly known Trail of Tears, which is uh, in the southeastern U.S., with a separate history, but related. Um, and it was actually called that because natives that traversed it around this time were those that were enslaved at Mission San Juan Batista, and they were trying to escape from Father Felipe Arroyo, and uh, so... That, that's why they called it the Trail of Tears. A little later, the gold rush attracted people from all over the place to Northern California, and that included the area surrounding Pacheco Pass, and this included bandits. Among them, the notorious Tiburcio Vasquez and Joaquin Murrieta, who we actually talked about in episode 26, Carmen. Mm -hmm. um, I will never forget you talking about the head that was preserved in alcohol oh, and then displayed yeah. in San Francisco. <laughs> Um, fortunately or unfortunately, depending on how you see it, that head is no longer in existence because of the, the 1906 earthquake. But yeah, that, that was the, uh, the guy with the preserved head. And anyway, um, as these bandits kind of moved into the area, crime went up and this road actually became known as Robber's Pass since uh, a lot of bandits would stop carriages and stop people here to try to steal their stuff. Um, and... Not too surprisingly, somehow or another, this road continued its dark history to this day, and we'll get into that. If you would like to see Tiburcio Vasquez's gravestone, it's located at Santa Clara University at the Santa Clara Mission. Okay, remember that video that you had sent me regarding um, a couple of people who were out hiking and they were showing us where, or the video showed like where uh, Joaquin Murrieta's, like, he and his his gang would go and hide out. Like, they found one of his hideouts. Yeah. Do you know where that is? I think that was in SoCal. Dang, okay. Because yeah. this would be a perfect place if, like, uh, Pacheco Pass, right? Because it's Robber's Pass. Oh. I thought <laughs> he might have had, like, a, um, a hideout there as well, but I guess not. That's totally possible. And maybe it's just yet to be discovered, so... True that. Where's the gold? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> okay, so moving on to the legend. This one was really fun to look at. There's so many. There's like a myriad of freaky stuff. The following reports are from the Weird Fresno blog post. Pacheco Pass is known for being so treacherous, and in fact, Pacheco Pass is said to be the road with the most accidents in all of California. On the old Bolsa Road, there's a story of a headless figure wandering aimlessly off the side of the road. It's said that the ghost is, a, is that of a man who was in a car accident and was decapitated. Now, he's searching for his missing head. Dun, dun, dun. But I know it gets worse. <laughs> yeah, and it, it gets way worse. Um, so apparently, right after passing by the San Juan Batista mission, there's a small grove of trees, and then on your left, you can see some rocks. Sometimes, late at night, it's said that the ghostly specter of a woman can be seen there. Apparently, her fiancé was killed in an accident on this stretch of road, and despondent, 
She put on her wedding dress, went to the scene of the accident, and climbed the rocks and jumped to her death. Unfortunately, for whatever reason, she did not join her beloved in the afterlife, and she wanders the road looking for him to this day. Sometimes there's a woman looking for her lost child, but when she's approached, she'll disappear. Ooh. And some people have reported sounds of a stagecoach and the quote-unquote hellish snorting of horses, but are not able to find the source of these sounds. There have also been reports by numerous witnesses of a man in a black robe standing on the side of a highway, usually between Casa de Fruta and Bell Station. Written reports of seeing the figure go back at least several decades, and the figure was always seen late at night or early in the morning before sunrise. It's theorized that the figure could be that of a Franciscan monk given the type of garb the witnesses described seeing him in. And another story from the blog post is that of a young Native American woman who fell in love with one of the local monks. She had helped them find the San Juan Batista mission. She and the monk would meet at their secret meeting place on a hill beside Fremont's Peak. Soon, the local townspeople found out about their illicit affair. The monk was excommunicated from the church, and the young woman was banished from her tribe. The monk went to their spot to find his beloved so they could finally escape the hands of racism and religion and run off together. Alas, when he arrived at their sacred spot, he found her dead. Distraught, he killed himself. It's said you can see them both on the hill to this day, so at least they are able to reunite in the afterlife. It's unclear if this is if this monk is the same spirit that was mentioned previously. That's so sad. I know. These Romeo and Juliet-esque stories. Mm-hmm. It's definitely very upsetting. Supposedly, there's also a hitchhiker ghost. Uh, there have been reports of a young girl wearing jeans and a plaid shirt, yeah, um, asking for rides from truck drivers. The girl would approach a truck with the driver in it and ask for a ride. When the driver said yes, she would walk towards the front of the truck as she was heading towards the passenger side. The driver would wait for the passenger door to open, but it never would. When they would get out of the truck to look for her, she was nowhere to be found. It's said that this woman is the ghost of a hitchhiker that was accidentally killed by a semi-truck years ago. Wow. I actually have a similar story, and I don't know if this is related or, you know, or anything like that, but I did find the legend of a young woman who was struck and killed on this road by a truck, um, but where it differs is that people will hear her screaming out in terror to this day, and sometimes they'll see her and the truck appear, but then they'll just disappear all of a sudden. Oh my so, gosh. So, ghost truck alert. Ghost truck Oh my god. <laughs> There's also been reports of strange lights that'll appear in the sky um, at night, and they always seem to appear in the same place. A glowing light is also supposed to emit from under the water of the San Luis Reservoir, uh, and I'm not 
sure, you know, I, I couldn't find any information about what that might be or any pictures or anything. Um, I'd love to know more because if there's aliens involved, ooh. Oh, yeah. Um, and also this website, came, or like this, also this information came from Haunted Honeymoon, uh, which is a website that we've actually mentioned before on this podcast and is managed by one of our listeners. So you can check that info out there. I found an article from 2003 in the Gilroy Dispatch that describes two mysterious and unsolved deaths that have occurred on Pacheco Pass. One of the two people that died was Joaquin F. Huelse, and I'm sorry, I'm not sure how to say your name, but, um, however, at the time of this article, the identity of the second person had not been released yet, and I couldn't find any article that did. Huelse apparently may have had a heart attack on the road, but officials still weren't entirely sure, and I could never find the ultimate ruling of his death. The second person was hit directly by uh, driver Jose Mercado since the victim was walking down the road, not driving. Ooh. Um, and, yeah. Uh. And I wasn't able to find anything else to clarify, so I, I thought that was just spooky and mysterious. So since we're on the topic of, of victims on or deaths occurring on Pacheco Pass, um, there's actually a, a video from YouTube um, on the news uh, reporting that two bodies were found inside a torched vehicle off of Highway 152. Uh, the cause of death uh, of the deaths were unknown and not released to the public along with the identities of the victim and other information regarding the vehicle. So Whoa. even to this day they, there's still no, no other public information. On a lighter note, kind of. Um, so, lastly, uh, according to weirdfresno.com, there's supposedly a mischievous, half-human, half-bird-like creature that likes to stand in the middle of the road, causing drivers to swerve around the cryptid before it flies off and disappears into the night. What? <laughs> right? <laughs> I love that somehow and yet somehow in my head I'm just picturing someone wearing like half of a bird costume and just going out there to freak people out yeah so do you know what a barn owl looks like um I can look it up right now yeah so I just imagine a a a giant barn owl with like two human legs (laughs) you know what I pictured and this is so silly but I imagine someone wearing just the top half of a big bird costume. <laughs> just the top. Just walking around. Big bird. I like that. <laughs> now we've got some personal counts. Okay, so this is what I found from YouTube. I found two really cool videos from YouTube regarding Pacheco Pass. Um, one is actually titled... Haunted Roads in California by The Speakeasy. Okay, so Pacheco Pass was rated number three in this video on the most haunted roads in California and reported a ghost truck that follows you with a ghostly woman pounding on the windows, feelings of sadness on the road, and strange otherworldly lights. There's also ghosts of a woman who was struck by a semi-truck walking around at night. Wait. You know what I'm going to do in the editing is every time there's a trope 
that we encounter, like Ghost Truck or Albino or Woman in White. I'm just gonna put like a bell sound effect or something. Just so like, if you're following the podcast, like you already know, we won't even have to mention it. You already know that we're like side-eyeing it for fitting the like five tropes that come up <laughs> all the time in this podcast. True that, homie. And I don't know, maybe I'll do like a or something for every time racism or sexism comes up. Stay oh tuned. <laughs> Alrighty. Oh, sounds good. Okay, and then the strangest thing that was in this video was that there have been reports of time warping on this stretch of highway, which don't get me wrong, as somebody who has driven back and forth on this highway, it makes sense, but people have reported losing track of time and like the time changing and feeling as if they've been on the freeway for too long or too short. So this can this this time warping has has been reported to be anywhere from just a few minutes to a few days. What? Days, Manny. Could you imagine like just replaying and replaying and replaying like this this stretch of highway for Days. Driving for days. For days. Um, it's kind of like, um, you know, it has kind of like the com- components of the forest for like the Blair Witch. So. Are you trying so, to throw in a pop culture in the middle of our personal accounts? Uh, hey, I don't think I, I know. This time I did not cover Blair Witch. I'm just saying, there. That's one of the. <laughs> that's one of the things that with Blair Witch. So. Uh, I'm just giving you a hard time. <laughs> fine. Okay. <laughs> All right. Okay. Okay. Next video. Um, okay. So this next video that I have is by Trek2M and it's called This Life Story Number Two. Um, I did. I honestly don't know what life story number one is, but this is basically just somebody who is talking about their life as it is um, and basically doing a vlog. Um, so they reported that they were moving from Monterey to Fresno in a U-Haul driving down Pacheco Pass. And apparently, as they were doing so, the brakes stopped working and he had to call the cops to help slow down the vehicle because, you know, the U-Haul just didn't work. I don't know if this is anything that has to do with anything supernatural. But it's definitely a scary point in your life, so I couldn't even imagine. I mean, I drive up and down Pacheco Pass in like a, a, a mid-sized SUV, I guess, not like a giant one. But <laughs> you know, it would be so terrifying to do this in a U-Haul whose brakes doesn't work. There's also some reports about this place from Sylvia Brown, who we have talked about several times on this podcast. She was a psychic medium she was into all kinds of things paranormal and i found a report of when she was driving through here in 1977 with her husband when suddenly she was overwhelmed by anxiety terror pain and all while hearing numerous anguished voices she then saw history literally replay in front of her battles between Spaniards, Mexicans, Americans, and natives. She saw gold-rushing travelers in covered wagons, and she saw Native Americans wandering the land. The Nirvana Foundation, and I looked this up because I wanted to know what this place was, but I couldn't figure it out what it was unless 
It's a solar energy nonprofit. I don't think it's that one, but that's the only Nirvana Foundation I could find. But anyway, the Nirvana Foundation took people's experiences from Pacheco Pass in affidavits, including one that said, quote, The drive up Interstate 5 was boring and uneventful. However, the ride from I-5 to Highway 101 on Pacheco Pass was a nightmare I never want to relive. I've been driving for 30 years, day and night, in all kinds of weather. I've never had any fear of darkness or of driving alone, but that night on Pacheco Pass, I drove in a state of sheer panic. I became paranoid, feeling as if all the cars were out to get me, the ones approaching and the ones coming up behind me. I wanted to pull off the road, but I couldn't. I wanted to drive slower, but seemed to be pushed and pulled by the other cars and trucks to go faster and faster. I can never remember feeling such terror for such a long period of time. I truly felt that my death was imminent. And then there's also a report from Sylvia Brown, and this goes back to the time warp thing that Carmen mentioned, but she she reports, quote, When we got to Fresno from San Jose um, and checked the time, we found that we made the trip 45 minutes faster than we ever had before, but on the way back, we lost an hour. Interesting. Yeah. Sylvia's explanation of this is that this is possibly caused by an energy implant, which is a result of all the charged emotional experiences that have occurred in this area. Apparently, this accumulation of energy can become strong enough to warp space-time. California Highway Patrol is aware of all these stories of Pacheco Pass, and they added, actually, that all kinds of irrational behavior can be seen on this road. One patrolman said that they're, quote, all trying to die up there. They're all crazy. And a CHP lieutenant said, quote, I know people who won't drive through Pacheco Pass because they're scared to death of it. And all that information I just read can be found in Mysterious California, Strange Places, and Era Phenomena in the Golden State by Mike Marinacci, who actually quoted the book by Antoinette May that I uh, cited earlier. And it can also be found more recently in Weird California, Your Travel Guide to California's Local Legends and Best Kept Secrets by Greg Bishop, Joe Osterell, and Mike Marinacci, um, who, you know, wrote the other book I just mentioned. So... I just thought it was interesting because they literally... I mean, I get it because it's the same author. Like, the author of the first of the second book I mentioned co-wrote the, co-wrote the third book. So he just straight up copied and pasted. But if you want to know about these legends, they can be found in these books. Just putting that out there. Next, I also found some personal accounts from a Google group. And this is our first time going through a Google group. So I just thought that was <laughs> interesting because I don't even know how Google groups work. Yeah, oh, okay, I was going to say, can you explain a Google group? No, <laughs> I really can't. I couldn't navigate it, but it, there's a Google group called alt.folklore.ghost-stories. Um, I couldn't cite the individual like commenters because they're, they're only mentioned by their email and the emails are all redacted automatically. So I, I don't know what they are. Some people did write their own names, so I'll read those. But otherwise, I can't tell you exactly who wrote them because I don't know. Okay. This first one says, My name is Stacy Slusher, and I was born in Dos Palos and grew up in Santa Cruz, but I had family that lived in the valley, so we came over to Pacheco Pass almost every weekend for a while, while my great-aunts were very ill. And I remember one time, we had been called to my aunt's home because my cousin was killed by a drunk driver. We were at the Casa de Fruta, and I was not told why we were going to see my aunts, but when we stopped, I told my mother that I felt strange, as if there was a heaviness in the air. 
We were inside the candy store, and I asked my mom if, if I could go outside, but before she could answer me, an old Indian woman that was in the building said that what I was feeling was not of this world, but it was from all the death that took place in this area. She then came over and took me by the hand and said that I should embrace the gift I was given. My mom told me to go out to the car, and while I was waiting, I saw a stagecoach, and I did not say anything to her or anyone because I was told that there's no such thing as ghosts, but I do believe that what I saw that day was full apparitions of the stage and, co and horses that the people were riding on the stage. My mother came out, and then she told me about my cousin being killed, and that it was the for that reason that we were going to see my aunt, but when we got there, I knew it was not the only reason that we went, but believe me, I was not the same from that day on. Do I think it is haunted through the past? I would have to say yes. Pacheco Pass is haunted based on my own experiences. I'm just going to note that I had to correct some of those sentences because some of it was a little bit hard to read if you read it verbatim, but otherwise, spooky story. There's another comment from the same Google group, and this one says, Here is my story. Well, not mine, but my cousin's alone with little of mine. I grew up in Salinas, California, so going through Hollister, Prunedale, San Juan Bautista was the norm. However, when driving through Pacheco to go to Madeira, I always had a feeling of deep sadness and always a tight gut feeling, never knowing there was a lot of accidents there. What I'm about to share with you all will make total sense. Mind you, when this took place, I never knew anything about Pacheco Pass's history, nor did my cousin. She was sober, by the way. Okay. <laughs> One night around 3 a.m., well, morning, I should say, I got a call from a cousin crying, sobbing, like as if someone died or something, something like that kind of cry. She said, I saw something on the side of the road. She kept crying. I saw people killing each other from the olden days as they were killing each other. She saw a demon drag bodies into a fiery pit like a portal to hell. I believed every word because my cousin and family have had numerous accounts with spiritual things, you could say, that we saw with our own eyes. I also oh had to correct gosh. that one a lot because it was very difficult to read verbatim. Wow. And finally, there is this last story. Hi, my name is Leo Gonzalez, and I would like to share something that happened to me a few months back. Well, I was driving east on 152. I was driving near about 1230 at night. And when I started climbing Pacheco Hill towards Los Baños, I wanted to pull to the shoulder side when I saw a call box and... I was about to pull over when all of a sudden I saw a human figure with a white gown or dress. I never saw anything like that before, but it was like three feet away from the white from the white shoulder lane looking towards the traffic. They had no face, but the head was looking at me or toward the traffic traveling eastbound. After doing research and looking at accidents near the area where I saw what I saw, there is no doubt that someone, some entity, is out there. To me, it was a woman with a wedding dress. I think about it every day and it makes me wonder why that is happening. Wow, that's worse. Spooky. But on a lighter note, here's the pop culture. Not to take over your section, Carmen, but I have the first pop culture notes on our document. Yeah, no, you're good. Pacheco Pass has been featured on Sci-Fi's channel Sightings and the travel channel's Haunted Travels. Just thought I'd put that out there. I haven't seen the episodes myself, but thought I'd just put that out there if you're curious. Also, this is really cool. There is a novel about this legend. Wow. Yeah. It's called 
Wind in the Pass, the true story behind the haunting of the Pacheco Pass, written by David D. Alley. And if you're curious, the San Jose Public Library does not have this book, but I did just send a, like, they have a recommendation form where you can recommend books for them to buy. I did just send one, so hopefully they'll buy it. (laughs) Hey, that's cool. Either way, you can buy this book on Amazon if you really want to read it. And um, the synopsis is, An ancient prophecy, a love denied, a haunting which has lasted 200 years. This compelling historical novel reveals the untold saga of a small California Indian tribe fighting for their survival during the summer of 1815. The protagonist, a young Yokut warrior named Kolkit, murders a priest and orchestrates a rebellion against the Mission San Juan Bautista. A long-prophesized battle follows. Kolkit and his betrothed are eternally separated. Their love for one another denied as Spanish soldiers from the San Francisco Presidio annihilate the little tribe. The terror and bloodletting which results from that massacre leaves an indelible mark upon the terrain of the Pacheco Pass, a haunting which remains to this very day. The story, once read, also serves to explain the cause of the paranormal activity surrounding California State Route 152, in particular the Pacheco Pass section of that highway. The Pacheco Pass continues to be a source of numerous reported instances of paranormal activity, prompting exposés by the Sci-Fi Channel sightings and the Travel Channel's haunted travels. So, there you have it, folks. The book, by the way, has a five-star rating on Amazon. And uh, on a side note, speaking of ratings, if you haven't already, you should definitely rate us on iTunes slash Apple Podcasts. Shameless plug. I mean, you are clearly, if you've been listening to the podcast and you made it this far, you might as well rate us. So let us know your thoughts. You can also email us. If you don't want to put it online, you can just email us directly, sanhonse at gmail.com. You can DM us on Instagram at Podcast. Or you can follow us and tweet us at Sam Pod. Also, you can go to the website and look at our haunted, spooky, scary map. And you can buy a sticker. Oh, buy a sticker! Why not? <laughs> They're cute. And that, <laughs> and that can be found sanhonse.wordpress.com. Well, anyway, that seemed like an interesting book. <laughs> yeah, I if I get if I can get SJPL to buy it. I'll definitely read it, although at this point I think I might just buy it for myself. Yeah, but you would be doing San Jose and the library a service. <laughs> if they buy it. If they buy it. If not, you can always ask me and you can borrow it. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Moving forward, I have a couple of films that I wanted to talk about when it comes to Pacheco Pass. Um, so there are definite themes that are covered within these films, but I'm going to go ahead and give you guys quick tidbits. So, a listener actually wrote in because I think they knew um, that Pacheco Pass was definitely one of the topics that we were going to be covering uh, because it's haunted. So anyway, they told me to look up the movie VHS because it has an alternate ending. So, VHS came out in 2012 and they have an alternate ending titled... 103198 so October 31st 1998 and as i said it earlier it's an alternate ending to the film um and i i linked the the youtube video in there if you would like to see it but the scene shows a group of guys being dudes driving in a car with a female hitchhiker who needed a ride the scene progresses when the woman vanishes and the guys are freaking out in the car Then, 
the woman appears right in front of the car. Meanwhile, the car is stuck on a railroad track with the train speeding towards them. So it's just a wild, like, minute scene. <laughs> but spoiler, finally the guys are able to escape the car and end up being safe for the time being. Next, I've on our list, I've got Joyride, a movie that came out in 2001. So the movie features Paul Walker and his brother, Steve Zahn, uh, Paul Walker is famous from um, from the Fast and Furious movies, and he unfortunately passed away a few years ago. Um, and Steve Zahn is from Modern Family and Daddy Daycare, and a few other movies from the early 2000s and late 90s. So they go on a road trip to pick up uh, Paul Walker's girlfriend from Colorado, and on the way there, they use a CB radio to catfish a semi-truck driver. This driver ends up being a psychopath whose main goal is to kill the group for making him feel like a fool. So, toxic masculinity. Um, there's a lot of trucks that go through Pacheco Pass, so it's kind of scary to think about, and also scary because they hold up the traffic because they have to drive so slowly. So. That's how it ties in. <laughs> do you have any questions? Not at this time. But I'll DM you at San Jose Podcast if I do have any. Well, lastly, we got some related facts. Aha! I stole your thunder for the first one. <laughs> Ooh, we're getting topsy-turvy here. It's that time warp thing. Oh my god, definitely. What is Pacheco Pass doing to us? Okay, so uh, Pacheco Pass is actually registered as California Historical Landmark number 829. That was my Ooh. fun fa fact. It's just, it was... Are, are highways usually registered as historical landmarks? I don't really think so, especially since, I mean, most highways were built... Most American highways were built um, kind of in the Cold War era, so they're not that old. But um, I can imagine this one is considered a landmark since, I mean, it's a highway now, but it's been a road in a past for such a long time. Yeah, like, you work for the government, you should know. <laughs> <laughs> I guess. <laughs> um... Casa de Fruta, which if you don't know, it's a popular fruit stand for both locals and tourists, is located in this area. Um, but it's located on what it's located on what actually used to be a well that indigenous peoples would drink and refresh themselves from um, be before beginning the treacherous journey through what is now called Pacheco Pass. And I thought that was pretty cool. There is also a similar story on Whitney Portal Road in Lone Pine, California, which if you're wondering is just east of Mount Whitney. On this road, there have been reports of people having visions of battles between white colonists and Native Americans, despite that having happened in the 1860s. Oh my gosh, do you think there might be like a group of people that, like a reenactment group? Oh, that's also possible, <laughs> but I feel like that people would have connected the dots by now. I don't know. Also, I mean, there's only so much you can reenact before it becomes real, you know? 
That's true. It's still scary. So, I mean, Hollywood and even just, like, special effects without computers and stuff are pretty good these days, but still. My last fact is that Pacheco Pass has been selected as the route through which California high-speed rail will take between the Bay Area and the Central Valley. The rail line is planned to travel underneath the pass in a 13-mile tunnel called Pacheco Pass Tunnel, which upon completion is expected to actually be North America's longest rail tunnels. Interesting. Yeah, I thought that was pretty cool. I mean, I'm a numtot. If you know what that is, you know what it is. So I got really excited about this. And uh, we definitely need more like public transportation and high-speed rail, especially given a country and state of this wealth should definitely have more accessible ways of getting around, so... I'm sorry, you're a what? Numtot stands for New Urbanist Memes for Transit-Oriented Teens, and it's a Facebook group. Fun fact, I'm two people removed from the creator of this group, but it's a really popular Facebook group where people spread, like, train-related memes and... Train? um, I mean, it sounds silly, but it's uh, it's also a political group where people kind of spread awareness and try to promote, like... Um, higher density in cities and more easily navigable um, just communities and, and cities with public transportation in an attempt to both curve um, the impact that cars have on climate and also just improve like mobility. I'm all for it because public transportation in general is just it would be so much easier if it were easier to use <laughs> or just you know, more prominent. Alas. But that is it for this episode. Um, that was definitely one of our more interesting, like, combination of, of like, spooky things that happened. Because, I mean, we've had all kinds of ghosts and we've had all kinds of, you know, just weird things that happen. But I feel like nothing with this wide of a, like this wide of a range i feel like yeah like i feel like we haven't had a legend with this much range in terms of like the (laughs) weird things that happen here yeah definitely i mean even then going back to our bigfoot episode um remember um a lot of like there were a lot of bigfoot sightings around this area as well because uh it's at the time like in the late 1800s and early 1900s um this highway wasn't really as established or used so there were a lot of sightings of you know bigfoot or big apes monkeys running around so there's even sasquatch yeah so we've got honestly you name it pacheco pass has got it (laughs) like bad drivers ghost trucks that's it for this episode you know the drill tune in next week we'll be talking about more spooky stuff Be sure to buy a sticker and like us on Instagram. Until next week, stay spooky, San Jose. (laughs) 